When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Megan and Stacy. Welcome back to What We're Cooking and Eating Now. Yay, we're back. In this series, we share three meals we've recently fed our own families. We share the recipe links in our free community so you can turn all six of our ideas into a meal plan for yourself for next week. Or you can find other meal plan ideas in our weekly meal planning thread. Speaking of meal planning, we're so excited to have just launched our audio course, Meal Planning for Everyone. This self-guided audio course will help anyone, seriously anyone, set up a meal planning system that works for their family, cooking style, and so much more. I'm so excited about it. I feel so proud about it. The course includes 12 classes, guest experts, a printable workbook, access to our brand new meal planning community, and regular Q&As with the two of us. You can find out more information at didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash meal planning. Oh, you guys, you have to check it out. It's so good. If you love these episodes, you will be a meal planning dinner superhero to pair (laughs) what you're going to learn in that course with these What We're Cooking and Eating Now episodes. Yes. Okay. Megan, what's been cooking? I know. It's been a minute since we did these. We took a little break in um, the end of December and... January. And I have to tell you, I kind of like miss the motivation. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. (laughs) What we're cooking and eating now is to share meals that I've been cooking. But I like literally can't wait to tell you about something I made for dinner last night, Um, which longtime listeners of what we're cooking and eating now know that I love Stacy's roasted gardenera recipe from her first book, Make It Easy. It's like roasted cauliflower with celery and carrots and peppers, and you dress them with like a little red wine vinegar and seasonings. For my family, it's like one of those sides that everyone loves, and so it's such an easy win. But I thought I was very smart last night <laughs> because I, I started the roasted gardenera and then while it was like doing the first bit of roasting, I made this like garlic parm chicken recipe. I used a recipe from Joe Cooks, but I definitely was inspired by something I had seen on TikTok or Instagram. I can't wait to hear about this. I made garlic parmesan chicken too recently. You did. Inspired by TikTok. Yeah. Okay. So go. I want, Did we see the same thing? <laughs> I wonder I if wonder. our algorithms are aligned. Probably. I'm going to go look at my saved one later and we can, we can connect. But they're, so garlic parmesan chicken, but they're like it's like small pieces of chicken breast or chicken yes. thigh skewered. So you could yes. air fry them. But I was like, I don't want to air fry. And I also don't want to dirty another pan. And this is what, what I thought was so genius of me <laughs> was I put the skewers direct. Like I tossed the veggies. They'd been roasting for a little bit while I prepped the chicken. So then I put the skewers right on top of the veggies and roasted them with the ve- the like last yeah, bit of the veggies baby. roasting. <gasps> And served it with garlic bread, which is always a win in my house. And this was a meal that like four of four people in my house 
actually ate and enjoyed. So like win, win, win. Yes. I love that so much. Okay. I want to hear about the recipe because I'm kind of curious. I was inspired by TikTok. And then I think in the caption, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. They didn't put the full recipe in the caption or even the ingredients. And I didn't hop on over. I just like watched the video and I was like, ah, I get it. And then made my own. Yeah. That's also what I, what I, you did. Okay. Yeah. And I can tell you, so I just like took two and a half ish pounds of chicken breast and cubed it. And then I had prepped the garlic bread before the chicken. So I took the bowl with like the little bit of butter and garlic in it, sort of left over and added olive oil, some more minced garlic, a couple tablespoons of lemon juice, some salt and like toss the chicken in that and then put it in the skewers. And then I brush like after baking, I brushed them with a little bit more garlic butter that I had made and like put a bunch of finely shaved Parmesan on top. So like melted with the sauce and sort of like made an additional sauce for both the chicken and in this case, the garden era, which I think aligns with the recipe that I saw. The one the one I use for reference from Joe Cook's does include lemon pepper in the ingredient list. And I just, as a matter of course, don't keep that on hand. So yeah, I didn't either. use it. And I thought they were really tasty. And like I was a little worried that they were such small pieces. It might feel kind of like dried out. But it was not at all. Super tender and juicy. So I used chicken tenders. It was mm. a night. I was planning for a night when I knew I had to make dinner pretty quickly. Because I had a late meeting and the boys had practice. So I bought chicken tenders, which, by the way, guys, (laughs) the chicken lady is going to chime in here and say, (laughs) such a reminder that it's not worth it. Listen, if it fits your budget, yeah. Yeah. If it fits your budget and you have a night like I had, like, I get it. I just did it. But when I saw the price, this is not worth it. I can't encourage people enough to like really, anytime you have an extra five minutes to spare, the more whole your pieces of protein, the more affordable it's going to be per pound. Chicken tenders, Lord almighty. And I feel like anytime I buy chicken tenders, I have to contend with that little white tendon. Tendon. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm not really saving the time I think I am. Totally. By like doing tenders instead of just a breast that takes totally about the same time to chop up. A hundred percent. So anyway, it was a good reminder. I hadn't yes. done it in a while. I thought I was just investing in my time and convenience. And and for me, it just wasn't great. Anyway, I tossed the chicken tenders, which is dried seasoning. So I did onion powder, garlic powder, paprika, a tiny pinch of smoked paprika, salt, pepper, some pepper flakes. And I just tossed it in that. And then I threw them into the, in my new kitchen, (laughs) which I still haven't given a tour up on Instagram. I need to do that. Um, But I've been home sick with COVID. So soon, guys, soon. In my new kitchen, I have a speed oven. Okay. Like convection? What is, I don't know what it is. So I'm still learning means. about it. Okay. I'm still kind of learning about it. But the thing is that my regular oven, though installed, there's something wrong with it. And it's been taking forever to get the service person here. So my speed oven is actually all that I have access to right now. But it's great because it's forcing me to play with it <laughs> in true Stacey form. <laughs> you have to be a really long time <laughs> listener to know this. 
But I have not looked at the manual. Classic. I'm just, I'm that is just such le- a classic bonus. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I'm just learning about it by using it, which is probably a massive waste of my time. But anyway, so I used a roast convection setting. It can be, it has a setting for microwave. It has a setting for convection, for roast convection, a whole bunch of stuff. So I cooked the chicken like that. Then in a saucepan, a small saucepan, I melted butter. And I put in a bunch of garlic, a little bit more seasoning, a little lemon juice, and I just kind of let it sizzle. And I didn't let the garlic brown. I just kind of softened the garlic and made sure that it released all its deliciousness. And then in the end, added a bunch of parsley and finely shaved Parmesan and then brushed it on top. Yeah. I just used a little too much garlic, I'm going to be honest. Oh. Mine was like, limit. Even Isaac, who loves big flavors, like, yeah, no, it's great. It's good. It's good. But there was no kissing that night between me and Mike. (laughs) Anyway. Maybe that tells us everything we need to know, except for what we actually need to know is would you make it again? Yeah. With just a little less garlic. Yeah. Okay. Love. But I like your, it's interesting that we both treated the raw chicken differently before we cooked it. Yeah. That's the only difference. So now, like, I'm like, oh. Maybe you should try my way. Maybe I should try yours. yours. And we'll report back. Okay. So. What do you say? We'll do that. And I want you to continue telling us what else you ate this week. Okay. This is actually a recipe I've done on repeat since December. I... It sounds weird to say, like, I just discovered this person on Instagram. But really, they have, like, a massive following. It's Simple Home Edits. They're an Aussie food and home blogging community. And they did this series of like easy and inexpensive meals in December. And so I saved so many of them. But the one that I've been making on repeat is this like beef and broccoli with noodles. What I love is that I can usually the recipes in the caption or like on their site, but I can like watch the reel and instantly understand what the recipe is and like almost make it without a recipe. And that's so helpful. You know, when we think of beef and broccoli, we think of finely shaved beef. This actually just uses ground beef, and but it's seasoned the same way you would beef and broccoli, like with hoisin sauce and ginger and garlic. And then you add broccoli florets into it and cook noodles in the end. And so you have this one pot, one bowl meal of deliciousness. And I have just been subbing ramen noodles for the noodles that she uses in the recipe because I had bought a bunch at Costco and they're like cheap and easy. So not with the flavoring packet, but just the ramen noodles themselves. Mm -hmm. And my family has liked it so much that we have now like made it on repeat several times. Nice. Yes. Sounds delicious. Win. And then the last of my recipes is inspired by my now 12 year old. Ella, oh, on her birthday, she Ella. asked for pizza rolls. Yeah. And- hey, since we've recorded one of these. Yeah. Ella had a birthday and Isaac had a birthday. Yes. And they got to be together in New York right around each other's birthdays, which was very fun energy. Uh, we did not get permission to share any of the photos of our kids together. So uh, sorry if you might have missed that. But she requested pizza rolls and it was like right after we had come back from New York from our trip there for her birthday where we got to see you. And so I ended up using a recipe from, um, I think it's Mel's Kitchen Cafe, which 
I Ooh, you're yeah. pulling out an oldie but goodie. An oldie but goodie. Mouse um, Kitchen Cafe has been around for years. Forever. And her the pizza dough for the pepperoni pizza rolls is like a speedy one. That's what I was looking for because I like hadn't prepped pizza dough in advance. And they were really good. And my family loved them. I'm gonna say something. My family loved them. And so now I've made them again. I made them again this week by request of Ellen. We just had like garlic green beans and a Caesar salad on the side. One thing I want to say, actually I have two things. It's pizza rolls. It's fine. It's nice that like the rest of my family loves them. And then I like when I make a batch, it's enough that like everyone is fed and I have enough to pack like two or three lunches worth for the rest of the week. So that's really nice. I don't know if I love it. Like I feel like it's like bread for dinner. I totally... I totally understand. Um, so I that just understand. Thing. That's all yeah, I Yeah, that's say. it. You can commiserate, like, which yeah. is fine. So we have a whole episode about special bread and how you can really like center bread, like bread on the plate. But like for me, it's not very satisfying. And I feel like the thing about pizza rolls, people might be picturing store-bought style. Yeah, like a pizza These pocket. are not, these are pinwheels. Yes. And the thing is with pinwheels, pizza pinwheels, there just isn't the same ratio of filling, like sauce yes. and filling. And by filling, I mean the cheese and then anything else, like pepperoni, vegetables, whatever you want to put, to dough. They're way doughier than a slice of pizza. Yeah. And there's not the textural, like, crispness of the crust or the cornmeal on the bottom. It's, like, totally soft it's bread. and bread. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Which is not bad. I just like l- always love to be pr- transparent in these episodes. Yeah. And then the second thing I need to talk about is we did this Instagram post together. Or didn't I just feed you at the beginning of the year? And we're like ins and outs. And you're like ranches out. Caesar is in. I was like, OK. Did I hurt your feelings? I'm going to co-sign this. <laughs> but what is like the best bottled Caesar? I feel like we need to figure that out. I agree. I bought a Newman's and I feel like it's too mayo-y for me. Hard agree. Okay. Hard agree. And so then I think it's Newman's. They have a light Caesar, Mm. which I bought not because I was caring about the light, but because I was like, it'll be less thick. It'll feel more dressing and less mayo-y thick. And then I didn't love the flavor as much. Like it was too um, vinaigrette Yes. You know, which sometimes Caesar can be, but like when you can actually like feel the texture of the Parmesan, like it was too much in the other direction. Yeah. Like I wanted it a little bit more creamier. So I'm down with this mission. Let's figure it out. Let's crowdsource from the community. And put and it in a newsletter. Yeah, let's determine the best bottled Caesar. Yes. And then maybe we can make our own quick Caesar recipe too. It's not one where you have to like emulsify eggs or anything like that. Yeah. But something delicious. Okay. I have a couple of things to say. Hold on before you move us on. <laughs> the things I have to say are one, I mentioned the newsletter, and I'm going to just take a break from our regularly scheduled programming to say that we've been doing a lot of thinking about our newsletter, and I'm very excited for what's to come up. We are going to be sending newsletters more, but they're going to be chock full of information. We just feel like we have so much info, and we do try to share a lot of it on social. But, guys, there's like a whole different audience for social than there are the people who listen to the show. 
But the people who subscribe to our newsletter are definitely people who listen to the show. And we feel like we want to deliver those people a lot of value. So we're kind of shifting the kind of content that goes into our newsletter to be really high, high value. So recipes, things like the taste test, things that you might normally see a share on social, we're going to shift to our newsletter. So I want you to sign up for it. If you just basically go to didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash links, you'll find a sign up. Or if you just go to our site, it will pop up. You will be prompted. Okay. Separate from that, I want to go back to the pizza rolls because I also just want to acknowledge that you said you made the dough and the Mel's Kitchen Cafe recipe, I just looked it up, has a recipe for the dough. Yes. And I'm going to be out there for all the people, repping for all the people who don't feel like whipping up dough feels like easy weeknight cooking. You can just go buy a round of dough from your local pizzeria. Yes. I do this all the time. I know it's especially easy for me because New York City has such a high number of corner pizzerias, but most pizzerias will sell you a round of dough if you just pop in and ask. Also, the bakery department at most grocery stores, like I know at Publix, they have in the bakery, they have a little fridge full of their pizza dough and some like pre-shredded mozzarella and pepperoni. So you could like grab everything right there. And I think Albertsons does. I'm not sure that every store does. I feel compelled to defend myself for some reason and say you should not. I didn't actually have pizza rolls on my meal plan for Ella's birthday. I was going to make another pasta dish for her. And she was the one who was like, so I grocery shopped for everything else. And then on her actual birthday, she was like, I think I want pizza rolls for dinner. And so then I may had to make the dough for her. But I totally agree about you do not have to do that. And you almost kind of shouldn't like just buy the pre-made dough for these yeah even pop and bake yes stacy i don't know about you but i've been in a major spring cleaning mode including purging and organizing my closet i'm putting away winter sweaters and donating things that don't work for me anymore but i'm so excited to be pulling out some of my favorite items from quince to put back into rotation Totally. I love the pieces that I bought from Quince last year, too. And neither of us should really be surprised. We love Quince for their quality. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Which means I can actually add some pieces back to my closet after my spring clear out. I love the linen pants and top I got last season so much, but my next purchase is one of Quince's gorgeous 100% washable silk skirts. Oh, that's so pretty. And the best part, all Quince items from silk to 14 karat gold are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. That's why I snagged my favorite oversized cashmere boyfriend cardigan from Quince instead of any other brand. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash D-I-J-F-Y for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for didn't I just feed you, to get free shipping and 365-day returns. We know you're seeing all the Mother's Day gift guides everywhere. And while we usually do some Didn't I Just Feed You version, this year we have the one perfect Mother's Day gift that works for everyone. Even our last minute shoppers, mylifeinabook.com. Mylifeinabook.com is a unique service that turns the life stories of people you love into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. 
Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send your gift recipient a question via email. These can be pre-written questions that they provide, or you can customize the questions the way that I did for my mom. Your recipient can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature. Mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. I'm really excited to be creating a book with my own mom this year, and I can't wait to hear some of her childhood memories, what it was really like raising three kids as a single mother, and how she's enjoyed becoming a grandmother, too. And when the book is done, you'll have a beautiful keepsake for her and for you, too. You can even choose to have an audiobook created from the recordings. It's easy to sign up and the process is automated so you don't have to worry about missing a week. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code D-I-J-F-Y at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code D-I-J-F-Y for 10% off today. This episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is sponsored by By Heart. Longtime listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with Byheart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is Byheart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's byheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Additional terms and conditions apply. Once upon a time, the Greek myths helped us understand the world and our place within it. They still do. Zeus, we have finished your weapons. Thunderbolts, just as I saw in my vision. Whoa, that almost hit me. Need to improve my aim. To not hit me, right? Live from Mount Olympus spins these ancient tales for today's tweens and their grown-ups. I, Zeus, king of the gods, command that you listen to Live from Mount Olympus wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, now we want to hear, you kind of shared a little bit with the garlic parmesan chicken, but like what you've been cooking because you're back in your new kitchen. I'm back in my new kitchen. It's been very exciting. Okay, so I have been kitchen inspired. Then I had to travel for a long weekend for a wedding, which cut into it. So like I got into my new kitchen, let's say a Friday at 5 p.m. On Saturday, Isaac had <laughs> 26 17-year-olds over for Ooh. his 17th birthday party, 16 to 17-year-olds. I just made nachos and then let them go free. And then the rest of the weekend, I spent cleaning my kitchen yeah. <laughs> in my house after his party. So then I had like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then I left for a trip on Thursday, and I came back with COVID. So I have still been cooking but it's not the same. I'm not like luxuriating in my yeah, space. Yeah, it's not your pleasure cooking that you get to do 
So I did a couple of things. Like my first pleasure cooking thing that I was so excited to cook, I made nikujaga, which is a really simple home style beef, Japanese beef stew that I learned to make when I was traveling through Japan. And it's so delicious. And I just want to say, I'm going to give a shout out. Justonecookbook.com is like one of my favorite cooking sites because when I have these jags where I'm really into Japanese cooking. And it's such a fantastic resource. And I did a bunch of cooking while in Japan and have checked the recipes that I learned against Just One Cookbook. And they like really match up nicely. I just feel like it's well explained. All the ingredients are explained. There's so many informational posts about ingredients, where to get them, which brands to get. I love it so much. So made some Nikujaga. The one thing about Nikujaga that could be maybe a little bit harder is that you need really thin cut beef. I had gone to the Asian market, so I got it for myself. But you can just go get ribeye or something, put it in the freezer, and then cut it really thin yourself. It probably won't be quite as thin because the meat that's usually used for this is like the kind of meat that you use if you guys are familiar with shabu shabu. It's like super thin and probably cut on a meat cutter. But it still works. And it is so easy. You do need dashi. So you might need to like go to a specialty market. But I have in the past made my own dashi, which is really easy to do. But I use dashi granules for the first time. You can also get them on Amazon. Guys, that's another tip. And you need mirin. But mirin is, uh, I'm finding more and more that mirin is available in the international food aisle of most grocery stores. I agree with that. Can you just say, before we move on, what dashi is for anyone who doesn't know? So dashi is basically, it's a staple of Japanese cooking. It's a broth. And it's made with kombu, which is a type of dried seaweed, so not the kind of seaweed that you snack on. Um, And there are different kinds of kombu, but it really doesn't matter. Just And if you're curious and you want to delve into it, Just One Cookbook has a whole post on kombu. But you get this um, dried seaweed and you steep it. And then you will add some dried shaved bonito flakes or there are other kinds of dried fish depending on the kind of dashi you want to make. But you add some sort of dried fish at the end that you then strain all of that out and you're left with a broth that's really umami rich and kind of tastes of the sea. It's very light. It's extremely light, extremely flavorful. And Japanese people will make a thing of dashi and then you'll have it for the week. Because like when you make okonomiyaki, which are Japanese pancakes, like instead of using water to mix up your flour mixture, you'll use a little bit of your dashi. It's very, it's ubiquitous in Japanese cooking. It's the base for miso soup too, which is another reason to like make some and then keep some miso paste on hand and be able to make a quick miso soup or a cup of it if you just need some, some warm winter soothing. Totally. And so the dashi granules were great. It was the first time I used them. You just mix them with water. Boom. Amazing. You have dashi. So made nikujaga. And then I made just like a plain like sushi restaurant style salad, just like shredded carrots, greens, crunchy greens, and some avocado. And I made uh, Eric Kim's carrot ginger dressing Yum. that's on the New York Times. And I loved his recipe. Totally scratched that itch. And it was really easy to make. It comes together in your blender. Another meal I made, no recipes for this one, jerk chicken with plantains, rice, and beans, and collards. I make my jerk chicken using Walker's Wood jerk seasoning. 
We'll put a link to our Amazon's affiliate store. Uh, you can just get a jar. I'm going to give you a little heads up, though. Walker's Wood was introduced to me by someone who's Jamaican. So it is widely available, but I think about it as being, you know, as authentic as you can get when you're using like a jerk paste as a shortcut. In the line of authenticity, mild is not the most mild thing you'll ever use. It is not too this crazy. This is the intel that we need, Stacey, because some yeah. of us are spi- some of our children and some of yeah. us are spice averse. I, I would go real light for your kids. Like, I think if you use like a little tiny, like put your kid's chicken or pork separate and just rub a half teaspoon on their piece of chicken and then cook the rest. It's not mild. It's also not spicy. But if you go spicy, people watch out. Like, it's serious stuff. So anyway... But it is very flavorful and delicious. And what I like about it is that a lot of jerk paste that you just buy in a jar and use as a shortcut don't have the smokiness that I love about jerk meat, jerked meat and fish. And this has a nice uh, smokiness to it. Plantains, I roasted in the oven. I did not fry them. So I just sheet pan, parchment, spray oil, slice the sweet plantains really thick. I have found that when you're going to cook them in the oven instead of frying them, it really works best. I don't care what anyone tells you. Listen to me. It really (laughs) works best when your plantains are like real ripe, like almost black. You know, if you're going to fry a sweet plantain, if it's mottled black, is fine. It's fine because it's going to get soft through the frying process. But if it still has some like hard spots and isn't like really sugary, it just doesn't feel as like fried and delicious yeah. when you cook it in the oven. Probably there's less caramelization too because like all that that modeling the blackness that is a sign of sugars processing totally. within the plantain. So that makes sense to me. You don't care what anyone else says. I, think I don't it's so funny. because I've seen a lot of you know why? Because when you look up baked plantains, you're going to get a lot of recipes from sites that are oriented towards, quote unquote, healthier cooking yeah. or, quote unquote, lighter cooking. And sometimes those sites aren't as flavor. Yes. <laughs> delicious oriented. I didn't know how else to say it. That's fair. So I think you just got to be careful. Yeah. Okay. Rice and beans. I think I use dozen cousins. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then collards. Just uh, a lot of garlic, broth, cook them a long time, finish with some red wine vinegar. I don't think I used any pork products in the collard greens this time. Can't quite remember, but I didn't have any on hand. They were just vegetarian, but they still came out great. And the last thing I made was a recipe from the New York Times, tagliatelle with prosciutto and butter. Mm. I feel like it's giving like a carbonara-ish. Oh, I like it. It's um, the person who developed the recipe for New York Times started with like cacio e pepe. Okay. Yes. There you go. Ooh, I kind of want this on my meal plan. It looks good. It's really good. And it was really easy. I don't know what to say. There's like, that's really it. It's a (laughs) simple recipe. The one thing I'm going to say about prosciutto is that Oliver loves meat. He loves bacon. But sometimes other cured meats like prosciutto, he doesn't like because they have too much fat. Okay. 
which is the whole freaking point. point. But anyway. Okay. When you crisp prosciutto, the fat melts away and is yeah. part of what crisps the meat and you're just left with the meat and not a whole lot of like fat bits or there isn't gristle in bacon, but even like a super fatty piece of bacon, sometimes he'll get weird about. Yeah. And that disappears. So he really liked this. So I think this is a good way to serve prosciutto to little kids because it has a slightly different flavor, less hickory smoked than traditional bacon. Did you use fresh pasta or dried pasta? For this? I used dried tagliatelle. They called for fresh. And then I made this with like, I riffed. It's my own little recipe. I wanted to make an Italian style sweet and sour cauliflower. Like I was thinking cauliflower, golden raisins, pine nuts mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I just boiled the cauliflower till it was fork tender, drained it. And then I did like olive oil, butter, maple syrup, and a bunch of red wine vinegar and made a sauce that I threw in some toasted pine nuts, some golden raisins. And then at the end, right as the sauce thickened, I added the cauliflower and coated everything, tossed it to coat. And how was this dinner received? Because I think of this, like, I think of your boys as being very much like, where's the meat? And this is the kind of recipe that uses meat as like a garnish. They loved it. I used a bunch of prosciutto. And I will say... I know what you mean by garnish, but actually there is a bunch of prosciutto. Like okay. the prosciutto is yeah. throughout. It's not like a crumble on top. And you actually don't crumble right. the prosciutto into small pieces. So you had these like, it's like if you took a slice of crispy bacon and cut it into thirds instead yeah. of crumbling it. Does it, that make sense? Yeah. So it felt yes. meat hefty for a pasta. Almost like how ragu this is like maybe a stretch but like you're not getting necessarily like like a pork ragu you're not getting meat in every bite of pasta but it's still like there and substantial enough that you totally. feel like it's a meat sauce totally so they really liked it and they loved the cauliflower they did okay shoot you so should have said that because some of us might be wa- like me who make your gardeniera all the time <laughs> might be wanting Yeah, I can do it. I actually was thinking that I would develop a recipe because I was winging it and I really wasn't paying close attention. I just was craving those flavors. Yeah. And it was such a win that I was like, oh, I should replicate this. Okay. All right. I I got it. Okay. Caesar Caesar salad. Yes. (laughs) All right. Caesar salad taste test. Caesar salad dressing taste test and Stacey's sweet and sour cauliflower. It's on. It is on. You know where you're going to find that stuff, right? In our free community. community. (laughs) Take us out of here, You guys, so don't forget. Okay. Don't forget that you can access the document. Should we start a 2024 one? We will be. Yes, ma'am. Great. Okay. So you're going to find the document that keeps the link to every single recipe we mentioned on what we're cooking and eating now episodes through the entire year in our community. You're also going to get the password that gives you access to our recipe archive in our community. So where do you want to be? In our community. You can figure out how to join by going to didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> you know where else you should go? Didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash meal planning to learn all about meal planning for everyone, our brand new meal planning audio course. And of course, as Stacey said, it's really a great time to sign up for our newsletter at didn'tijustfeedyou.com 
slash links. Follow us on Instagram where we are at Didn't I Just Feed You. A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed, friends. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.